It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Weight and Wellness. You know, frequent listeners to the show know we take our nutrition very seriously. All of our nutritionists, dietitians, nutrition educators walk the talk, and I am proud of them. (laughs) They really practice what they preach. Now, my job today is to get you to take nutrition as as seriously as we do at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Seriously, that's what I'm trying to talk about. (laughs) So one way I believe to convince you is to share some current research. So here goes. Do you realize that almost 7 million people in the U.S. have some type of dementia? And in this category of memory loss, Alzheimer's disease makes up the largest percentage of people with serious memory problems. Wow. You know, we're not talking about a few senior moments but serious memory problems, such as not being able to recognize your own child. It is projected in the next 30 years, the number of people with dementia will double to 14 million. Wow. So you must be asking, why the increase? Well, here's a possible solution. A large study conducted in Japan reported people with diabetes are twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's disease. So now, if you have diabetes or are pre-diabetic, which usually means you have poor glucose control, actually you have a 35% higher risk of developing some type of memory problem. If you are or should be concerned about your blood sugar numbers, we have a great class for you. It's avoiding the diabetes epidemic with real food somehow, some way, I want to convince each of you to learn how to eat to have normal blood sugars. It's a passion. Oh, yes. Now, you may have to stop eating your popcorn at bedtime or your cereal for breakfast or your beer beer and pizza. (laughs) But if you can remember the names of your grandchildren, won't it be worth it? Yes. (laughs) You know, there is so much nutrition research in the news this week. Uh, but I have five. before I take up the whole show, <laughs> I want to introduce our co-host, Leah Wetzel. Leah is a licensed nutritionist with a master's degree in nutrition, and she sees clients in both our St. Paul and Wyzetta offices. She also has ma- many, many long-distance clients. I do, over the, yeah, across the nation. Yeah, yep. and you work by phone and email, so welcome, yep. Leah. Welcome. Thanks for having me on the show today, Dar. Got any hot research? You know what? I actually do. Uh, this research was published in as an opinion paper pu- published in the Frontier and Cellular Endocrinology. Biochemist Dr. Michael Stern found that type 2 diabetes and autism have a common problem. So it's t- type 2 and? Yep. Okay. And autism. All right. Impaired glucose tolerance and excess level of insulin in the bloodstream, which is often a precursor for insulin resistance. And we talk a lot about that, insulin resistance. And we talk about impaired glucose control, meaning 
You're running high blood sugars, let's exactly. face it. Exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. So we know that insulin resistance is associated with both obesity and type 2 diabetes, but now research has found a link to autism. So again, there's another reason to get serious about your blood sugar numbers. You know, true, you may have to you may have to give up your M&Ms. <laughs> I had to do that. Yeah. Or your Cokes. Yep. Or your energy drinks. Or the brownies. Or the apple pie. Mm-hmm. But researchers have found that, this is really interesting, I think, is that gestational diabetes, you know, that's the diabetes you have when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Some people have. Yep. Not everybody. Yep. You shouldn't have it. Yeah. Uh, was an important identified risk factor for autism. Wow. You know, so we also know the increase of type 2 diabetes, there's been an increase in autism. Yep. Huge increase. Yep, huge. Okay, so that's very interesting, but I think we got to get to the topic of the show. (laughs) Okay. The topic today is seasonal affective disorder and vitamin D. So we have a third person here in the studio. We do. And it's time (laughs) to introduce Amy Renee to our listeners, and a lot of listeners already know Amy because... Not only does she help create many of our class materials, our newsletter, but she's also a nutrition educator and teaches many of our weight and wellness series, and she does a lot more. She's working on her completing her master's degree in nutrition. She's a busy mom of one-year-old Hazel. Everybody <laughs> knows Hazel. So... Welcome, Amy. This is great. Thanks, We're going to have fun. I'm very, very excited to be here and... A little nervous, but no. <laughs> <laughs> just a little, but um, I'm really excited about this topic of seasonal affective disorder, or like our grandmothers may have called it the winter blues. It actually affects like 10 to 20% of Americans and 70 to 80% of that population are women. Oh, women always get it, And we know, like, states where we live, in the northern states, that people have a higher degree of seasonal affective disorder because it's associated with a deficiency of vitamin D from the lack of sun. And there are a lot of symptoms that are associated with seasonal affective disorder. So as the days get shorter in the fall and continue to get shorter in the winter... Oh, I mm-hmm. think that... I feel like the days have gotten shorter Oh, my lately. gosh. Like, drastically. <laughs> Well, we get less and less sunlight, so we get less and less vitamin D. And vitamin D is considered the sunshine vitamin. And we don't have much of that. Well, actually, the last yesterday, yesterday was, was great. Good. But, yeah. Today's supposed to be good, too. Yes. Yeah, so got to get out today and get that sun. But some of the symptoms that you may be experiencing with this current change in daylight savings time. A lot of people, this is the time of year where they start to notice maybe some of these connections. So I want you to think about this. If you've, all, if you've suddenly started to crave carbon carbohydrates more. You have to have the crackers, chips, pastas, or bagels. Or you may be finding yourself crawling to bed at like 7 p.m. and you really just want to hibernate, don't really want to socialize with anybody. You'd rather sit around at home maybe at night and and eat popcorn and watch TV by yourself rather than meeting your friends out to a concert. I've heard this over and over. I have too. Yep. I have too. You know, and I think, Leah, you know, some of our clients have really mild symptoms. Yep. Some of them rather severe, severe symptoms. Yep. And, you know, they usually start like right now in November, mm-hmm. and they often go, April, you know, March, April, and they feel tired. They want to sleep all the time, and they want to eat more. 
Yes. And they simply feel sad. Yep. For no real reason. Yep. They can't really pinpoint. They have a really good life, really good family, yep. good job, but yet they just always feel sad. Right. Exactly. And this is not a new thing. This has been going on for a long time. People have been writing about seasonal affective disorder or the winter blues since the 1840s. Wow. And for many people, it's a lack of vitamin D. So what's the connection between vitamin D and lack of sunshine? Well, vitamin D is manufactured in our bodies when our skin is exposed to ultraviolet rays from the sun. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So when our skin is exposed to sunlight... We convert it and store it in our liver and kidneys into the active form, D3. Yes. I mean, isn't that just amazing when you stop and think about that? Yeah. That, you know, we're out in the at sun. Now, this is the sun without any sunscreen. Yes. Sun exposure. Yeah. So, Amy, you were out in the sun a lot this... I love the sun. So, <laughs> yes, you do. My baby and I play out in the sun all summer long, and we do not cover up. And my vitamin D was low. I just had it tested a few weeks ago, and we were outside all summer long, and it was still on the lower end of normal. Wow. Were you supplementing with vitamin D? In not the in the summer. In the winter, I do, but not in the summer, and it was still low. Okay. Okay. Yeah. During the winter months, those of us who live in the latitudes above 40 degrees north, that's Minnesota... North Dakota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Boston, Maine, don't receive enough of the ultraviolet rays to make the conversion. So we become deficient in vitamin D unless you supplement or um, get some dietary. So is it time for... It is. Okay. Time for break one. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have any of the following symptoms, you may be experiencing a magnesium deficiency. Irregular heartbeat. You could have a magnesium deficiency. Muscle cramping. That's like the Charlie horses that you could get in your legs that sometimes talk about that around bedtime, having hard time falling asleep because of those. Could be a magnesium deficiency. Constipation. Could be a magnesium. Could be a magnesium deficiency. <laughs> PMS. Could be a magnesium yes. deficiency. Yes. Sleep problems. Could, Could be, be a magnesium deficiency. Probably is a yes, magnesium deficiency. I would deficiency. say yes. Yes to that one. Chocolate cravings. A magnesium, magnesium deficiency. deficiency. Yes. So if you're experiencing any, any of these symptoms, I recommend supplementing with three to 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. A lot of times best to take right around bed because it helps you sleep. Yep. And if you have any questions today about seasonal affective disorder, give us a call at 651-641-1071. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. 
Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, last Wednesday night, I had the pleasure to visit with Linda Taylor at our Wyzetta office. You know, for longtime listeners, you may remember listening to Linda about a year ago on Dishing Up Nutrition. Remember, she was a person that had a kidney transplant and came in for a personal consultation to do everything possible to keep this new kidney healthy. You know, the doctors told her that her new kidney would last maybe only three or four years. So, guess what? (laughs) She is going on eight years. That is great. And all of her kidney tests show no problems. Wow. Now, she is eating very carefully, and she's lost 108 pounds, and she's kept it off for... I think it's around four or five years now. Great. And all she's doing is eating real food. She's eating the weight and wellness way, but it's protecting her kidney. Wow. And it's, I mean, she just is, looks great, feels great. So. That's excellent. Yep. So if people want to call in, our number here is 651-641-1071. And we're talking about seasonal affective disorder, aren't we? Yes. So. Honestly, now that we're in the season when we have less sunlight, you don't have to slip into this depression, this seasonal affective depression. You know, the past week I worked with several clients that from past history, they just assumed that they would not be getting much done this next few months Mm -hmm. because they're going to be in bed early. So I think I had many different solutions for these people. And one of the first solutions, and I think everybody should do this, is have your doctor check your vitamin D level. I mean, you know, Amy, you were out in the sun all summer. All day long. Yeah, All day long. And you still had low vitamin D. Yes. So, honestly, if your vitamin D level is below 40. That is is low. That is low. It's time to be really concerned. Yes. And most of the researchers are recommending somewhere between... 50 and 70 or 50 and 80 Mm -hmm. in that range. Yep. Yep. And so when you get your vitamin D levels checked at the doctor, the range typically is from 30 to 100. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the range. So 30, you know, in that range, that's way too low. 100, that's that's too high. So when we talk about, with people, when we sit down with people and look at their vitamin D levels, sometimes the doctors say, oh, you're in the clear, you're in the normal range. But we look at it and we're like, no, 40 is low, you need to supplement to get your levels up. Right. Yeah. So that it's, you know, it's not only protecting you against seasonal affective disorder, but it protects you a lot of, about... Oh, yeah. Other, it's very other. important for so many functions in the body. Yes. Yes. And there are lots of great options for supplementing with vitamin D. So for my baby, we have vitamin D drops, mm-hmm. and she loves it. She sticks her tongue out and goes, mmm, when I come at her with them. <laughs> <laughs> and I just give her, you know, one or two drops, and they're about 400 IUs each. So I'm making sure she's getting enough vitamin D so she has healthy bones. Yes. But again, we always recommend people have their levels checked by their doctor. 
So we also have vitamin D in a capsule form. So mm -hmm. if you come back and have it low, we have 1,000 IU capsules. And a lot of people need about 2,000 or 4,000 IUs of vitamin D, especially in those winter months. But if you live in maybe Hawaii, you yeah. probably don't need quite probably so much. Not. Probably not. Maybe just a thousand. My, I have a friend right now living in Hawaii, and she said the weather report said it's going to be pretty chilly today, 82. <laughs> Bummer. Well, yeah, I know. That's what I thought. So, you know, and oftentimes I find clients that are testing below 20. Oh, uh, many, many, yes. many. There's yes. something about this 19 that I see all the yes. time. In the teens. Yes, exactly. And so then I usually ask them to supplement with more. More than that amount, usually between somewhere between 5,000 IUs a day to even if you're very, very deficient, like if we're looking at in the single digit numbers, you might need to, to do more like 10,000 IUs a day for a short period of time. You know, and it's so rewarding to work with people who are experiencing like past issues with winter depression and now seeing them breeze through this fall and winter time with no depression. It is. I mean, they are just amazed, aren't they? Yes. And the fatigue is gone. Yes. Yes. And no more isolation. They're actually getting tasks done around the house, cooking great meals and having fun. Sometimes nutrition solutions are very simple. They are. Yes. You know, isn't it interesting when we stop and think about, you know, this is like seasonal depression. Yes. Whenever you think about depression, you think, oh, you know, I have to go to therapy for the next six years. Well, you know, it could be simply this, the fact that people are low in vitamin D. Exactly. So should we take a caller? Yes. Great. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Joanne, do you have a question about levels of vitamin D? Yes, thank you very much. Um, I, on your recommendation, have been taking vitamin D supplements, and I had them retested through my blood, through my doctor. Good. And I'm at 99, and so suddenly I didn't know that one could have too high uh, mm -hmm. What kind of symptoms could I exhibit if there were problems? And, um, yeah, talk to me about too high a vitamin D level. Well, how much are you currently taking? You know, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know. What I'm doing is a spray that goes under the tongue. Okay, so you're absorbing a lot of that. Okay, yes. Um, you know, really, I think you should back off and stop. Yep, <laughs> yep, you got enough for right now. Yeah, you need to get that level down to somewhere either, you know, 70 or 80 in that range, and then you'll be fine. Yep. And then just kind of keep it in that range. And honestly, you may just need one spray uh, a week. Yeah. You know, I, it's hard to know unless you know exactly what you're putting in. Yeah, I would definitely pay attention to that to figure out how much um, vitamin D you're getting per spray. And to maintain a level of vitamin D, uh, the latest current research says around 2,000 IUs a day, especially in the winter months. But right now, you know, you, you don't need to take any because you have a higher level. Uh, symptoms associated with high vitamin D levels, a lot of times it's more like agitation. Mm -hmm. um, Are you kidding me? You have no idea how mad I've been lately. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. So I, I, yeah, I think you should cut back on the vitamin D. Um, also, I've heard things <laughs> about sleep disturbance too when when you have high high levels. Oh, I am so happy to hear your your um, information. Thank yes. you very very yeah. much. You're oh, welcome. Th Thank you for calling. Call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people Bye. don't realize Bye. that you can take too much. So great. See, and that's the reason to have your levels checked all the time. Yes, yes, especially if you are dosing at a vitamin D level above amount that's, that's going to increase your level. You want to make sure you monitor that. So, you know, again, for many people, having sufficient vitamin D is actually the answer. Yes. But 
for some people, they really need more of a personal plan to avoid winter depression. And as nutritionists, we know that depression, if you're wanting to avoid depression, each person needs adequate animal protein. Yes. You know, protein supports the production of your brain chemicals. So if you don't have enough brain chemicals, you know, it often results in winter and sometimes even summer depression. Yes, that's true. And it is. Each person has such unique needs to have. You have to ask yourself, what plan does my body need to live the life I want? You know, so if you're experiencing any depression, a personal nutrition consultation is your answer to learn how your food choices will either lead you down the path of isolation and depression or on the road to health and well-being. Yes, we and we want that, right? Yes, the we health do. and well-being. You know, and I just think people don't realize how important what they're putting in their mouth affects their brain chemistry. And you just gave it a great example of your client, Linda. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the power of real nutrition and how she's been able to keep, you know, keep her kidney function working properly and the weight loss. And you know what? She had her daughter with her and her daughter wants to meet with me and find out how she becomes a nutritionist. Oh, <laughs> we get, you know, we get a lot of, I do, I've been yeah. doing almost an informational interview a week on that. <laughs> Because it is. It is a powerful thing. It is. And, you know, relating back to this vitamin D, it's like an epidemic of deficiency we're seeing in adults and children. And I read some research um, recently stating that worldwide we're looking at almost 1 billion people with vitamin D deficiencies. Wow, that's a lot of people. It is a lot. It is a lot of people. And so so one reason possibly why this is becoming such an epidemic is that more adults and children are inside watching TV. But not Amy and her daughter. No, no. Out, yeah, you're out all day <laughs> you long. You don't even have a TV. <laughs> or, you know, in just, we're working long hours in the office, spending time, more time of our free time on computers and video games and not outside in the sun. Exactly. So, how's our time? You know, we can go into break. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you haven't taken our two-hour class, Avoiding the Diabetes Epidemic, you better sign up this fall or Dar will be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Because she insists that we offer the class for only $25 and, and you can bring a friend or family member for free. Because having diabetes is such a terrible health problem, Dar wants everyone to get serious about their blood sugars and their health. Yes. And it's an important thing to be serious about. We have classes coming up in Lakeville on Tuesday, November 15th, and on Friday at our office in St. Paul. Call our office at 651-699-3438 to sign up. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Have you noticed how hard it is to break an unhealthy habit? You know, maybe you're a diet pop drinker, and you know intellectually that diet pop is harmful. You tell yourself, diet pop slows my metabolism. It interferes with my memory. It's addictive. But I just can't stop with one. But you can stop drinking it for maybe a week and a half, and then some stress. I hear this all the time. You know, some stress occurs and you fall back into the uh, yep. diet pop habit. Yep. So you know that it's addictive. It's very, yep. So as experts in helping people conquer those habits, holding you back, we have solutions so you can simply move forward. 
you know, an appointment with a nutritionist is probably the answer. It's a surprising how simple some of these solutions are. Oh, yes. It's like the vitamin D is a simple solution yep. for affective disorder and or depression. So it's kind of interesting. So if you want to call and make an appointment, it's 651-699-3438. And we yes. have a caller. Okay. All right. So let's, let's take a caller. Tracy, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about vitamin D levels for children. Yeah, I was just wondering what your guys' um, recommendation is for uh, this time of year for kids. Like I have um, a, one son that's six and one that's four. Well, I think the levels are exactly the same as it would be for adults. So, you know, you just have to have it tested. So, again, mm-hmm. we're looking at that, you know, 40 to 60 or 50 to 70 or 50 to 80 is what we kind of recommend. Okay. And, um, yeah, I think it's get on it and get them tested and see where the level is. Okay. And so it's the recommendation for how many IUs they should have is the same as for adults? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you for the call. One more caller. Okay. Mary, thanks for yeah. calling Dish Up Nutrition. You have a vitamin D question. Yes. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Hi. Um, I attended nutritional weight and wellness classes about three years ago. And, Great. And um, one of the big things was get your vitamin D checked. And okay. I went and had it checked, and it was extremely low, like 12. Ooh, and yep. then um, I got on a prescription of 50,000 IUs um, a week. And then I talked to the pharmacist, and that was vitamin D2. Yep. And I thought, oh, I read that it has to be vitamin D3. Yep. So then I started supplementing vitamin D3 with, with my, vitamin, my prescription. And then I had it checked, and I think I was all the way up to 32. <laughs> and they said, oh, that's good, good enough. And I'm like, no, I think it needs to be near closer to 50. And so then I, I stopped the vitamin D2 and just continued with 4,000 IUs a day of vitamin D3. And now I just recently had it checked, and I'm back down to 13 again. Wow, so that's amazing. So I read somewhere that, that you need calcium for the absorption, or it's like, do I have absorption issues? Yeah, that's something to explore, whether you're having issues with absorption. Yep. And another thing to look at, too, is the functions of your kidney and liver. Make sure that they are healthy and are utilizing what you're supplementing with properly. And, you know, I don't know where you are getting your vitamin D. What, yeah. You, you know, what... Um, I get it from the co-op. I know. It could be a good one, and it might not. Maybe okay. Maybe it isn't working for you. Typically, vitamin D3 works very well for people. It does. In and vitamin D2, you actually have to have an extra enzyme in your body to break it down, mm-hmm. and some people don't. So that's why vitamin D2 sometimes works for some people and not other people. Okay. So, I, you know, one of the things that I would suggest is try a different, uh, from a different manufacturer, a different company, try a different form. I mean, we have one from orthomolecular that's 1,000 milligrams, and I know it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, it works because people's vitamin D levels come up. And so I, I think that's one of the places I would go is to try a different uh, brand. And maybe doing maybe two of the drops. Yep. That and could I be another some, option. Yes, I heard someone earlier say they, they spray, use mm-hmm. a spray. Yeah. I mean, I think all those are better options. Maybe that would help. Okay. So, but good question. And thanks for calling in today. Great. Have a good day, ladies. Right. Yeah, Thank you, you too. Thank you. 
Well, before we went to break, Leah was mentioning that a lot of people aren't getting enough vitamin D because they're just not outside enough because they're inside watching television. Well, another major group of people who are not getting enough vitamin D is babies. Yes. So, and actually babies are at the highest risk for vitamin D deficiency. And vitamin D is absolutely essential for babies. So I make sure that I am consuming a lot of food sources of vitamin D. Why you? Why and me? not well, just... Well, I'm breastfeeding my oh, baby. Okay. <laughs> Actually, we, we just got done with that um, okay. this week, which was um, interesting. Yeah, but, quite, quite the idea. <laughs> yes, but so all summer I was making sure I ate a lot of eggs that mm. um, were from chickens who played outside and ate a lot of grass. I yes. actually have a couple of chickens myself, so we had a good source there. And also lots of um, canned salmon, too, to make sure okay. that I was getting enough. Wild-caught canned, sa- canned salmon. That's a great point. So let's talk a little bit about food sources where you can get vitamin D okay. and how much you can get. Uh, so for pink salmon, about three ounces of pink salmon is about 530 IUs of vitamin D. And that is so simple then, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that canned salmon. And like you said, it's so inexpensive. You can get wild-caught salmon. Not all of it's wild-caught, but a lot of it will say right on the label, wild-caught, mm-hmm. and those are ones to get. Most of the canned salmon is. Yeah, most of it. Not all of them, but most yeah. of them are. So I always just tell people to look. Mm-hmm. Sardines, three ounces of that. Who here likes mm. sardines? Oh, I'll eat sardines awesome. once in a while. I just <laughs> learned how to like them. Yes, I know. That's what it's always a chore at the office to learn how to like sardines because they're so good for you. Three ounces, about 231 IUs. Okay. Mackerel, three ounces of mackerel is 154 IUs. And that great egg yolk that you were eating, one egg is about 21 IUs. Awesome. Yeah. Well, eat those eggs. Good for you. So I just wanted to make extra certain because I know I eat my eggs all the time, but, um, you know, I, I probably only eat salmon a few times a month. So I took a supplement, too, to make sure that I was getting enough to my baby while she was still breastfeeding. And that's a great point, and and I think next week, you and Cara are going to be on talking about you and Cara and Anna, Anna, right? Yep, talking about nutrition during pregnancy and nursing. Okay, so it's going to be really fun. That's a yes. great. That's going to be a great trio. Yay! I'll have to listen. Lots of babies. So should we take another caller, Leah? Yeah, we should. Sue, thanks for calling. Dishing up nutrition, vitamin D. Question about uh, intake. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I'm a diabetic. Oh, yes. Okay. I did ask the pharmacist how much, because I just started taking vitamin D about uh, four days ago. And I'm getting them, at, I, took, I got vitamin D3, 1,000 milligrams of pill. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, do I need to take more? Yes. Yes, especially okay. because you are diabetic. Okay. How many milligrams a day should I take? Well, we think that here, now, did you have your levels check, checked yet? Uh, I go in this at the end of this month to get them checked. I go every three okay. months. Okay. Well, you know what I'm recommending for people is 2,000 IUs in the summer and 4,000 IUs in the winter and fall. And, you know, but you might be needing a lot more than that. It's hard okay. to say. I am outside a lot because I, you know, uh, I do a lot of stuff. My boss runs around and stuff, and I do eat eggs and chicken. Okay. Good. So that's all good. But check, okay. check, but I'm sure you need more than 1,000. And are okay. you are you type two diabetic? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's pills. A, I'm not on insulin. Okay. Good. No. So um, there's actually been a lot of research about the connecting 
type 2 diabetes and and vitamin D, D deficiencies and for those people not being able to utilize insulin and having glucose tolerance like they should be. So another reason for you in particular to make sure that you're sub, supplementing with enough vitamin D. Okay, so I should take up to 2,000? Yep, at least that much yeah, and, and then th- have your levels checked and then maybe you need to go to four. Yep. I also start taking vitamin B12 because my metabolism and I just wanted more energy during the day because I'm 52. Uh, so is that good, that it's, also? Sounds good to me. Great. Yep. So I'll start taking two then until I see my doctor and maybe jack her up to, what, four or five, you said? Yes, right. Yeah. Okay. And Great. take it and take it earlier in the day. I say I tell people to take it, you know, maybe with breakfast and lunch. Yeah, Not I take it in the morning before I go to work. Okay, so. great. That okay, sounds great. great. Okay, thank you, thank thank you right. for the call. So, you know, talking about vitamin D. Mm-hmm. You know, as an infant, uh, you know, when I was about nine months old, I was really very sick. And so I was on the verge of having rickets, which is really a from a vitamin D deficiency. Yep. A lot of research done on that, uh-huh. that connection. So 70 years ago, I know you guys can't think back this far, <laughs> but our country doctor had my mother just kind of hold me out in the sun for 20 minutes every day. Wow. And what a smart guy. He was. And it worked because I didn't end up with soft bones, as you guys know, because I do kettlebells and you all do. kinds of things. And I didn't end up with rickets because I don't have bold legs, I don't think. I haven't checked lately, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was really a smart doctor. And, you know, we've had many people, many nurses in our weight and wellness classes telling us that they are seeing infants coming in with Rickets. Yep. It's coming back. It's amazingly, that is such a low level of vitamin D to get rickets. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Well, it's break time again. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We had an email question this week that I'd like to answer on the air. Explain the difference between cod liver oil and omega-3 EPA DHA. Well, first, cod liver oil comes from the actual liver of a codfish and contains both vitamin A and vitamin D plus a little omega-3. We recommend cod liver oil mainly for its vitamin A content. Vitamin A supports your immune system and is great to take for like a winter cold. Omega-3 EPA DHA comes from a small fish about the size of a sardine and is safe to take at higher levels. Cod liver oil should be limited in quantity because of the vitamin A content. I love it. Yeah. So question today, 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, next week, Cara and Anna and Amy... Yay. They're going to, you know, we talked about this before, but Two you're going to show, you're going to share some information about pregnancy and nursing. Yes. yes. My favorite. Yes, oh. it is. It's a, it's a hot topic at our office. Yes. Always. Because the three, I mean, there was like a baby epidemic, I swear. <laughs> I was like trying to, I was trying to avoid that. Well, healthy. <laughs> I did avoid it. <laughs> I'm glad you avoided yes, it. Yes. We'd be short-staffed. Yes. So anyway, you know, Linda Taylor, who we yes. talked about. She called. She, she called in while we were on break. And actually, it hasn't been eight years. It's been 10 years. That's great. Isn't that just amazing? Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. And that's, her kidney is functioning. She had said her test results, she just had them taken. They're great. That's that's excellent. 
Mm-hmm. That's the power of nutrition. Yes. Right there. Okay. So sufficient vitamin D is so important for so many areas of health. Vitamin D supports an enzyme in your digestive tract that destroys a cancer-causing substance. Uh, so isn't that it's just amazing when you stop and think about that? Yes. That it actually destroys an enzyme. Yep. That if you let that enzyme go... Yeah, it supports that, yeah. It could end up with colon cancer. Yes. Or, I mean, other cancers associated, breast cancer, prostate cancer. Exactly. Yep. Vitamin D also reduces your risk of developing autoimmune diseases. Yes. So, like lupus, MS, fibromyalgia. And, like, in my family, uh, type 1 diabetes. Yes. It's an autoimmune disease for many people. Which, Which runs rapid on both sides of my family. Oh, okay. And so I, you know, and at a young age, I got an autoimmune disease. Yes. And I bet you, I, you know, I didn't have my levels tested until recently, so they're pretty good now. But I bet you there's times in my life where I had pretty low levels. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Yep. So sufficient vitamin D decreases the occurrence of gum disease. Hmm. So sometimes sensitive teeth, that's an indication that you're low on vitamin D. Huh. Isn't that amazing? That is. Mm -hmm. That is. And when babies are deficient in vitamin D, they may look healthy. They may Mm -hmm. look plump and well-fed. Yeah. But a lot of times their muscles are flabby, and they may have developmental problems. Oftentimes they um, develop digestive problems, too, and they could have excessive sweating in the scalp. Oh, interesting. So we have a caller I'd like to take. Okay, that's fine. All right. Ellen, thanks for calling Dish Up Nutrition. You have a question about hormone D tests for kids? No, I have a question about home tests for D3. Oh, okay. I've home. noticed that with my doctor's office, the cost of a D3 test went from about $35 a couple of years ago up to over $300 now. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And so I looked online, and I see various labs that offer test kits that they mail to you. Mm-hmm. You take the blood test at home and then send the ki- the blood testing results to the lab and they test it and send you your D3 level. I, quite reasonably priced. Okay. How, so, I wondered if you're familiar with those. No, we are not. Mm-mm. I know, but... Um, I, I think they're pretty new okay. in the market. I mean, I suppose you just send in a little blood s- sample or something like that. Mm-hmm. They yeah. send you the materials to do yeah. the blood test with the instructions and then you, you I, take the test at home and send it in and they send you results. I don't know why they wouldn't be accurate, because they're they're you know these labs are uh, have government standards and in it and inspected most of them, so I would think that they would be okay. And you said it was they test a level of vitamin D three. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, that because a lot of the lab testing in you know the doctor's office they actually test vitamin D two, which is this, the highest circulating exactly. levels. Um, so and the vitamin D three tests are are relatively new. Okay, but I guess uh, we're going to have to investigate. Yeah, we don't know. and there's different levels for that that opposed to so that would be a different recommendations where what level you should be at. Then we're, when we talk about the fifty to seventy range, that's for the circulating level that the labs um, that most doctors' office have um, 
now. That's the most common test. And I ended up having to pay for my test, too. Right. I, I had, you know, I really just wanted to know where I was at for my level. And, uh, you know, because I didn't have a really good reason. Not, and she says, well, I can't really do that because the insurance won't cover. I said, well, I just want to know. So I'll pay for it if, if, if I have to pay for it. And I had to pay $100 out of pocket for that at my lab. So it varies per lab how much they charge. But it is important to know. Yeah. Yes. And another option is there are starting to be a lot of these walk-in clinics where you can just go in without insurance and they just say, okay, this is the cost for this test. And they'll do, you know, basic stuff like vitamin D and blood lipids and that kind of stuff too. So you might want to look into something like that. Oh, okay. I haven't thought about that. I will. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, that's an interesting, but it isn't it interesting that it's gone from $39 up to over yes, 300 Yes. Yes. That's really sad. It is sad because mm-hmm. they know people want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the call. So we were talking about, you know, what happens, uh, you know, you we talked about when the levels are low, yep. actually, it your head might sweat. Yes. Isn't that an interesting connection? But researchers have found that head sweating is the most common and obvious early sign of vitamin D deficiency. Often when a person has a vitamin D deficiency, they will feel a lot of pain when they have their hairbrush. And I just, when I, you know, we were talking about this and mm-hmm. I just flashed back to my childhood and I hated my hairbrush. <laughs> I hated it. And so I actually, I actually wouldn't brush my hair and I had this big rat cyst in the back of my head that I used to comb over because it hurt so much. And I bet you another connection with having low vitamin D because well, it's better now I can br- I can I can brush my hair now <laughs> that's good yeah. well you know that's kind of interesting because my daughter was the same as you Leah yeah very painful so when I read this and knew this for you know three four years I've always looked at my granddaughters as I brush their hair <laughs> Are, is it painful or not and it, it isn't for them and that's I think good oh, okay it has to be that difference in the vitamin D level for them and obviously probably my daughter was deficient when she was little yeah, I I bet you. I bet you. And other, you know, other things vitamin D has been shown to do is to reduce the risk of colon, breast, and prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think one of the things that was we kind of look at this, wrapping this whole thing up, you know, researchers and other vitamin D experts warn us that most people in Minnesota and the northern states are deficient in vitamin D Unless you're supplementing with sufficient vitamin D. And mm-hmm. we know from our callers, some people are actually supplementing. I think yep. we, we've been talking about it for a long time. So how can you avoid long-term health problems due to a vitamin D deficiency? You know, those are the things that we, you know, people need to get into doing some things to avoid this because yes. it's a simple solution, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. And so what I say, I mean, we talked about the dietary things that you could be doing, the foods, the highest food sources of vitamin D, making sure that you can include a lot of those. Now, like for me, I don't like a lot of fish, so I know that I need to supplement and I do supplement all year round because I don't get enough. I don't get out in the sun enough in the summertime um, to get enough to support my vitamin D levels. And I know that. So then I supplement, you know, 1,000 to 2,000 in the summer and maybe a little bit more in the winter to support my good level. Now, my level right now is right around 65. Okay. Perfect. So, yep. So I like to keep it there. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing what I can to support that. You know, I think that one of the things, Leah, you said a can of salmon has... Three, three ounces. ounces. Yes. 
Three so ounces. One serving, three ounces. Three ounces is 530 IUs. Okay. So if you include at least a serving of canned salmon, and, you know, we always say it should be four ounces. Yeah. So you're getting more like maybe 700 milligrams mm-hmm. or IUs of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And canned salmon is so simple, isn't it? Super and easy. Super easy. You open it up. Yes. <laughs> you drain the juice out, and then you can make salmon salad. Which is good. Yeah. I you... do like our salmon cakes. Yes. Those are delicious. Yeah, our salmon loaf is good, too. Yep. Mm. So I think, you know, one of the things, we and we keep bringing this back. But it's really, really, really important to just get your level checked. Get your level checked, get, even yes. if you have to pay for it. So you know where your beginning point is. Exactly. And supplement when you need to. So, you know, the other thing is that if you continue to have seasonal affective disorder or depression, you know, maybe make an appointment with one of the nutritionists to see if we can't help you get to the point where you're not having that. And food does make a difference, doesn't it? It does. So. All right. Thanks, you guys. Yep, thanks for Thank listening. You. And we'll have Amy and we'll Cara. We'll see you next and, week. Yes, very good. Great show. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.